Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes. Hey, everyone. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to Pardon the Intermission. Right. That's Eric. And that is Jason yeah. here for another wonderful week of entertainment news. Oh, and by the way, Eric, I yes. just want to let you know. Yeah, so sure. Go before ahead. we begin tonight, uh, yes. real quickly. One of our listeners actually contacted me and corrected, really? corrected me on a little factual uh, mishap that I stated way back when we did our review of, Lore, of Thor Love and Thunder. Uh-oh. So she called me out on it. I went back and re-listened to the episode. Sure enough, I had previously stated that in Thor Love and Thunder, Natalie Portman's character Jane went to New Asgard to find Thor. Well, that was incorrect. She actually went to New Asgard to get Mjolnir, because if you recall, if you've seen Thor Love and Thunder, she was dying of cancer. Okay. And Mjolnir was the only thing that could keep her alive, but it was also Uh, killing her at the same time. Okay. I previously stated she went there to find Thor. She didn't. She went there to find Mjolnir. So... To the listener who called me out on that, thank you very much. My bad. We can continue now. So, all right. <laughs> hey, we got. That's good, man. We got to clear those things right, up, that, right? You're right. We have to be factually consistent. You have to, with the information have to, that we're reporting. That's right. We have to clear it up. Yes. Thank hey, you, Danica. Oh, hey, <laughs> yes. Thanks, Danica, for that. Uh, yeah. It's good to have uh, the listeners, you know, keep us in check. So it that's is. yeah, that's it a great is. thing, you guys. Yeah. yeah if you guys ever uh, do that, if you ever, uh, if we we're ever. In factual, we'd be more than happy to uh, correct yeah. it. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, because um, we make mistakes. We're not perfect. Right, we're right? not. And we're we, like, we, we're t- like everybody else. We're probably, what, 98% perfect? But uh, No, 99.9. Okay. Oh, I like that. I like There's those. There's a tenth of a percent where <laughs> I like we're those wrong. those numbers better. And that Thor 11 Thunder was that tenth percent where I was wrong. <laughs> All right, that's it. So, for the, dang, nabbit. <laughs> so, for the, the life of the show, you can't, right, that's right. it. You, you used up your... You're I did. wrong percentage there. All right, so, so I can't be wrong. Never again. Never again. All right. Never again. Okay, okay. All right. Hey, um, yes, uh, looking at entertainment news this week, um, you know, yeah, it was yeah. very sad to see that we had a death uh, this oh, this no. week of uh, Joe uh, uh, Tata, okay. who was the uh, uh, actor as, we may not actually recognize the name, but he was the actor that played Nat, uh, that owned the Peach Pit on Beverly Hills 90210. That's right. Yeah. Now, yeah, he yeah. did. He did pass. Uh, let's see. I think he said it was 85. 85. Yeah. Um, now, was, now correct ahead. me if I'm wrong, but didn't Ian Ziering, who played Steve Sanders, originally tweet about his death, and that's how we found out about it? Uh, I don't. Was that in the tweet? I didn't. You know what it was? I, I went to look at the tweet and yeah. I had to sign in and I, I give. Oh, up. got it, got it. Okay. <laughs> so I just went to the went to the internet. I got this. Actually, I'm getting this from the Hollywood Reporter. Okay, okay. I'm yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, no, that's okay. You know, I'm just sorry. Little side note, but I, I do yeah. that. You know, I I'm very I, I don't want to take the time. You know what? That's what that's what I don't like is sometimes for some reason it doesn't go automatically to the app which I'm signed into. Right, right. It right. goes to the internet site yeah. of whatever Twitter, or Facebook, or whatever, and then it's like I'm not gonna sign in. And then when I sign in, when I do, yeah. it gives me a bunch of uh, a bunch of. Uh, uh, Alerts. Somebody signed in. Is this you? Is this you? So anyway, I yeah. give up on it. That tends to happen to me too. Yeah. So anyway, okay. Back to the story here. Sorry. So anyway, this, this, uh, he was 85. Um, I guess he said he had Alzheimer's. So the poor guy was wow. kind of dealing with some stuff. Okay. Um, very sad. You know, he, but yeah. he was actually one of, uh, one of the, uh, um, regulars on, 
90210. I think it said yep. he was in every in all ten seasons. In every season, he was involved in 90210. Wow, that's amazing when you think about yeah. the massive turnover that cast had throughout the ten seasons. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, besides yeah. the the well, even some of the the the. Uh, Main cast members got uh, thrown out there, right? Yeah, you know? right. Tori Spelling. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of what was her name, uh, name that played Brenda. I can't think of her name offhand. Uh, uh Brenda was Shannon Doherty. Yeah, Shannon Doherty. Yeah, yeah. She she got out of there too. But good riddance. Um, you know, I always liked his character on that. You know, he was always kind of the uh, you could always count on him. Right. right. Yeah. So Nat was the owner of the Peach Pit, if you yes. remember, and that that funny little burger diner joint in Beverly Hills, which looked like it didn't belong in Beverly Hills. Yeah, it kind of had like a fifties ish yeah, flair. Like Right. 50s diner, throwback diner. Yeah. But yeah, you're right, Eric. Nat was the guy where when you would walk in, he would greet you with just a friendly smile, but he was kind of like Wilson on home improvement. You know, he, oh, would, yeah, he yeah. always had the sage words of wisdom. Exactly, yeah. And he was always Mr. Upbeat and positive. Yeah. Oh, gee, Nat, I went bankrupt today. My wife took the kids and I'm overdosing on cocaine. Hey, <laughs> relax, man. You're going to be okay. Yeah, you're going to be you know? fine. Right, you're, you're exactly. all right. Yes. I, I guess, I, you know, he was kind of the plot device, I guess, really, in, in all honesty, yeah. his character, right? So, you yeah. know, if something would happen, uh, Brandon would have some trouble. He'd come in and then Nat would give him some advice and everything would be fine. So, oh, yeah. He was kind of, kind of a way to get around, you know, yeah, that kind world, of stuff. Yeah, the world was a better place with Nat in it. Well, you know, I, I know you're a big Dodgers fan. Now, yeah. did you know that, that he uh, played in a uh, 1974 uh, CBS telefilm? Uh, it's called It's Good to Be Alive. Okay. Uh, and he played Pee Wee Reese. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. So, which that. was a Dodgers uh, shortstop for all those that don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, right. Uh, for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn Dodgers, exactly. Uh-huh. So yeah, so he played. Yeah. It was uh, uh, it was it's good to be alive. It was, it was about a, a biopic about a teammate and catcher Roy Campanella. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so interesting. The guy actually had a. You know, he, it's funny. He's one of these guys in Hollywood where he has this really a, kind of an amazing career because you. I, I was looking at everything he was in, and in the '60s and the '70s. He was in a yeah. ton of stuff, but you know he wasn't necessarily a major guy. Yeah, right. But he was always, you know, uh, he was always in these shows, and it seemed like he always had got a lot of work. Um, <laughs> just for example, he was in uh, Gomer Pyle. He was in uh, oh. Hogan's Heroes, okay. Mannix, okay, uh, Streets of San Francisco with uh, Michael Douglas. And with Carl Michael Malden. Douglas, I remember that. Yeah, Carl Malden. Right. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, wow. Streets of San Francisco. He was on the A okay. Team. What? What? Yeah, Hill Street Blues. No way. Yeah, the the one show that that I this is what I love though. He was in the original TV series, which I saw, but I saw one in reruns yeah. uh, of Batman with the Adam West Burt Ward Batman. Adam West and Burt Ward Batman. Yeah, he played. He oh played, my Lanta. He played no a way. goon, and it's funny in here. They said that okay. he played a goon for all three of of the major villains. So for the Riddler, oh. he was a goon for him. He was a goon for the Penguin. And he was a goon, I think it says, for the Joker. So, uh, wow, very yeah. flexible character actor. It <laughs> yeah. like. So, you know, very he's one of those flexible. guys. Well, yeah, he's one of those guys that he, he really got a lot of work. I mean, you know, you probably would have recognized right. him in these other shows. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he, at least he did get kind of a, a, a kind of a, a steady role there on 90210. So that I'll was good. Be darned. Well, yeah, that's... <laughs> Uh, and that's some interesting stuff that I did not know, Eric, about him, like being in some of my favorite shows like the A-Team. Yeah. And um, and also in that uh, Brooklyn in that Brooklyn Dodgers uh, biopic you were just talking yeah, about. Yeah. 
And then, uh, are you sure he wasn't a Knight Rider also? <laughs> uh, he might have been. I don't I know. know. Right? He was in Lost in Space. I'm looking at more here. Lost in Space, Rockford so, Files. Wow, Rockford Files. Yeah, too. Rockford wow. Files. Jim Rockford. Yeah. Jim, so, yeah. Wow, it sounds like he had himself one heck of a uh, an established career. That, he did. Good. He had a uh, yeah. he had a pretty good career. And and uh, speaking oh. of uh, Ian Ziering, he's talking about how uh, he said he was one of the happiest people he ever worked with. And he was generous huh. and his wisdom okay. and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he was as as wise as he was kind, so I guess he was a pretty cool guy. You Sounds know? like so. It, yeah. yeah, it's sorry to see. And you know, just a quick other note. I guess he did work on the reboot, the two thousand eight reboot of nine hundred two one zero. He was also on that too. That's so. right. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that that is kind of sad. But well, uh, rest in peace, Nat. We're gonna miss you. Peach Pit won't be the same without yeah. you. Yeah. Da na da na da na Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, uh, you had a story here that you wanted to bring up about yeah. uh, our good friend Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Okay. What, what's going on with old Kevin there? Okay, so Kevin Spacey is one of my ultimate all-time favorite actors. Mm. Um, you, you've, you've seen him in, pro- in so many things. You probably saw him as John Doe in the Thriller 7 with Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was Kaiser Soze in Usual Suspects. I love that. was one of the best. One of the yeah. best movies ever made, were written. He was also in L.A. Confidential, which is one of oh, my favorite right, movies yeah. of all time. He yeah. played Jack Vincennes. Anyway, what I'm getting to is this. So you guys probably know that Kevin Spacey's been in the headlines for all the wrong reasons within the last year. Mm. Well, if you recall... Uh, back in 2020, another fellow actor of his named Anthony Rapp, who's had a pretty good career himself, he's most recently been seen in Star Trek Discovery. Uh, he was also in A Beautiful Mind with uh, Russell Crowe. Okay. Uh, he was also in one of my favorite cult classic comedies of all time called Days and Confused. Well, back in 2020, uh, there was a story that surfaced on BuzzFeed uh, from Anthony Rapp, and he gave an interview to BuzzFeed where he said that you know he and Kevin Spacey and we all should probably know that they're both gay, okay? Mm-hmm. That's not where I'm going with this. What well, kind of it is. So apparently, a uh, long story told short, Anthony Rapp gave a BuzzFeed interview where he stated that Kevin Spacey got a little bit too hanky-panky with him. He didn't like it. Okay. Told him, hey, keep your hands off. Kevin didn't. And as a result, Anthony Rapp filed a lawsuit against him for a sexual assault. So actually, this is back in 2017, I'm sorry. The BuzzFeed story came out in 2017, and then one year after that, uh, he made the charge against Spacey in a New York um, court uh, alleging that Spacey raped him or sexually assaulted him. Well, fast forward to just uh, a few months ago, Kevin Spacey was hauled in front of a British court Mm. because apparently there were six men, I believe it was six men, who accused Kevin Spacey of ding, 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 the same thing, sexual assault. So not only is Kevin Spacey uh, fighting off uh, the sex charges, sexual assault charges in a British court. But now a judge has set October 6th for a trial date for Kevin Spacey and Anthony Rapp's case to be heard again. So really? Anthony wow. Rapp, so apparently what happened with the first case was it was dropped, either for lack of sufficient evidence or there was some kind of a financial settlement. I don't recall what it was. But U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan basically stated that failure to have a witness ready to proceed may result in the party resting its case, and this explains why the first case was tossed out. Okay. So Anthony Rapp apparently didn't like that, and now he has refiled suit against Kevin Spacey. Um, This, to me, is really damning for him because, to be honest with you, Eric, one of my favorite actors, but I think this probably seals his fate in Hollywood. I don't think Mm. after this I would be very surprised if any major studio gave him... A chance again, and actually, it was this case 
that got him kicked off of House of Cards. Yeah, yeah. And this case ties. So it, it was a specific one that 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 got him. It was this specific, yes. Because okay, and then it, the other ones in in uh, uh, over in London came over, later. Okay, yeah, the other okay. ones in London came like within the last. They they dropped like within the last five or six months. But this case that was filed in 2017, the original one, is ultimately what led to him being kicked off of House of Cards. Okay. Incidentally, the creators of House of Cards, this their story ties into this case where they are considering suing Kevin Spacey because their ratings took a massive drop <laughs> when Kevin Spacey left uh, House of Cards. That okay. They are claiming that Spacey owes them some type of royalty. Well, I don't remember. I'll have to go back and look at that. That story. is crazy, right. though. So you can see why this has so many ridiculous moving parts. But this is actually, I mean, big news for him because, again, he's such a fantastic actor. But as yeah. a person, it sounds like he's a really big slime ball. And I really do not see how he, even if he comes out of this second, uh, tr- this second case or this second trial brought on by Anthony Rapp, I don't see how he works again in Hollywood. I just don't think movie studios are going to touch him with a 10-foot pole. I mean, heck, if House of Cards kicked him off their series before he was tried without any evidence that came forward, what do you think is going to happen to him now? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, I you know, it seems to me I remember them uh, you know, when all this stuff was coming out, you know, of course everybody was focusing on his private life yeah. originally, like you said before when when he when right. he left House of Cards. Right. And I think yeah, unfortunately, I think you know, it said that he was also the victim of abuse and and stuff and his father wasn't really, you know, abused him a lot and I, I if I remember correctly. Yes. Um it just seems like there's a cycle, you know, with with some of these guys that when they don't get the help they need, that it just mm-hmm. perpetuates. Unfortunately, you know, it's almost like does that what is that what makes this guy a good actress? He's yeah. basically a you know a, a, a psycho or a, you know. A, oh, and by the way, just to clarify, since I was just on a little band trip, abuser, there, whatever you call factually it. correct. So Anthony Rapp filed the charge against him in 2017, but he claims that Spacey assaulted him at a Manhattan residence in 1986 when Rapp was 14. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this took place. That's right. The original one took place way back in 1986. But Anthony Rapp decided, and he was under, so he was underage. He was underage at the time, yeah. So he just, you know, like all rape victims, they're obviously ashamed of what happened, and they don't want to tell anything until ten, fifteen years down the road, which is what happened in this case here. Yeah. So again, for factual correctness, Anthony Rapp wasn't assaulted in 2017. The article he gave to BuzzFeed chronicling the sexual assault at the hands of Spacey came was out in 2017. In 2017. Okay, yes. gotcha. Yeah, but Rap himself was assaulted back in 1986. I wonder. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing too. You know, you wonder how many more, um, how many real victims are out there that haven't come forward. Right. Well, that, you know, because it, yeah, it's usually not just point. one. And just like you're saying now with, with these guys in London, I'm not sure that was yeah. when with, with these guys in London, he was over in London. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a uh, he was kind of I wouldn't say I'm not going to say general manager, but he was not really running it. What do they call that when he was kind of teaching at a theater? He was like overseeing. Wasn't he overseeing a theater over there for a while? Right. Yeah. I think he was like a, a co-artistic director. A, of, oh, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. Like an artistic director. Co-artistic director of uh, some local theater troupe there in London. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, and that when did, I'm, I don't, did it say in the story when that happened? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. Uh, well, you know, point being is that anyway, I, it's unfortunate. It just seems like usually there's more and then these guys are showing that there's more than just one victim to these to these uh you know to this type of, of yeah. uh yeah, right. abuse that happens you know yeah, which yeah. is very unfortunate it is um yeah. you know a, a great career i mean the guy yep. i don't know man it's that, it's 
Like I say, it, it's really crazy because it, sometimes it seems like some of these guys that are just so brilliant, you know, they do, they have this kind of dark side to them. And, and, I, and I'm sure he right. was, I, like I said before, I, there, was, there was stories that came out that yeah. he was abused also. I think it's a cycle of abuse and unfortunately it just carries through. You it know? is, it is. And you know what? He, uh, it sounds like if all of these allegations are true, um, it sounds like he used his fame. It sounds like he used his influence to... Either take advantage or yeah, essentially take advantage of them. Now, I will also, I want to give Spacey a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, Eric, to be honest with you, not because I'm a fan of his work, but because look, in this country, it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Mm, True. It's stories like this where it just proves that the court of public opinion nowadays has, has more importance than the court of law. Yeah, you know, usually guilty yeah. until proven innocent. Right, is like, allegedly. It works so, usually. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just saying in, in the court of public opinion, that's usually how opinion, how yeah. it works. But so uh, I, I, you know, I still watch his movies because I still. Enjoy I was going to ask you about that. Is that does that kind of taint the movies for you? Uh, can you separate the the character that he's in a movie to well, the personal life here? Uh, here's the thing. All right, I I've spoken to a couple of people that I know who tell me that by watching his movies, I support his sexual deviance and his mm. aggressive behavior. Um, I don't really see how that compares because um, the, the, the characters that he portrays are exactly that. They're characters. And just because I watch his movies doesn't mean I support Kevin Spacey the person. Yeah. Well, I there's see. other people in the movies too. I there's, mean, in, in, in the particular movie, like, like, exactly. uh, you know, the, overall, uh, I just like the stories that he's been in. Yeah. All right. So if people are just going to split hairs there and accuse my character of liking him just because he's a slime ball and a scumbag because he can't keep his hands off little boys, then sorry, people, you need to come and allegedly, out. allegedly, <laughs> you need to have a face to face talk with me so we can get to know each other mono y mono. But I, yeah. I do watch his movies still, Eric, but I have to admit, that it's a little bit harder knowing what he did off camera. Yeah. It is. But I still love LA Confidential, still one of my one of the best crime stories ever written. That's why I love LA Confidential, yes. not only because of him but because of the story. Well, and he's not a main yeah. character in that either, he's not. you know. He's so not. he's yeah. and then uh wonderful uh, ensemble cast. Usual suspects he is, but it hasn't great yeah. another great ensemble co- uh cast there. Yeah, so um but, you know, th- th- that's always, you know, and 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 not just Kevin Spacey. That's always the hard part as a fan. And I and I yeah. think that that's what ticks me off. And listen, I know we're all we're all imperfect beings right. and and right. and there's good people and bad people and in, in yeah. every you know, in, in every profession. Yeah. But that's what ticks me off as a fan because it, it kind of, sometimes it makes you make that choice. You know, it's like the same with Disney. You know, a lot of people right now don't agree with the mm-hmm. direction Disney's yeah. going yeah. and what they're doing, what they're coming out and saying. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, and as a fan of Disney and then as, as a family man and stuff, you wonder, you know, it's, it's like, why do I have to make this choice? I just want good content for, you know, my, my child to watch. I don't want to have to sit here and make all these choices. Am I doing the right thing? Am I not? Am I supporting them? I don't know. You know, I like going to Disneyland, but yeah. so I, that that's the sad part about this whole thing. Really, yeah. is for the fans, but yeah. and also for the victims of yeah. of these crimes. I mean, the, let's not forget. You're them, right. But. We have to. Yeah, you're right. We have to remember that Anthony Rapp is a victim. These other boys or men that he's been around who have accused him of this. Uh, look, where there's smoke, there's fire. They're victims too. It, it, Eric, it also helps me put into um, and puts into clarity a little bit just how just 
I mean, how we tend to hold these people up in such high regard, high esteem because of what they Good do, point. whether they're actors or athletes or musicians or even politicians, is that when we see somebody like a Kevin Spacey who is so great at what he does, we have we have a hard time, I think, as fans of their work, dis- differentiating between fact and fiction. Yeah. And then when something like this happens, it just makes us realize even more they're flesh and blood just like us. They breathe the same air that we do, mm. uh, and they are also prone to making the same ridiculous choices that sometimes normal humans like you and I make. Yeah, Obviously, we haven't made ridiculous decisions like him. What I'm trying to point out is that Kevin Spacey is a human, and he's not any of these characters that he's portrayed in his films. And I have to keep that in mind because as much as I enjoy his work, I have to be brought down to earth on occasion and remember this is Kevin Spacey, the person, not... Kaiser Soze. Yeah, not yeah, obviously Jack it's not Vincent. a character he played. Right, yeah. not Chris Sabian from The Negotiator, but Kevin Spacey. Well, it, it's hard. It's hard, I think, for us to separate that. And for some reason, it seems like, doesn't matter, if we, it always seems like, especially with celebrities, uh, it seems like, you yeah. know, they are kind of our royalty. And, yeah, you know, and we, we like to follow what they do and everything, yeah. and we have a show about it. We're talking about yeah, it right now. Right, right, right. Um, but we do have to remember that ultimately, you know, this is just entertainment is it what is. it is. And, yep. Um, people are just people and this is entertainment and I guess that's where you have to come from it. You know, it's, they're not, it's not real life per se, right? You know, um, so like you're saying, you could separate that out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it is sad when it happens, uh, unfortunately, because of, you know, these guys, a lot of times too, they're put in positions where they think they're above it. You know, they're, they're above uh, the law, you know, or they're above, you know, anything, you know what I mean? And and I think that that comes from the, a lot of times from the public, you know, holding them so high in such high regard. Sometimes it just, you know, it gets to them, I guess. I mean, you know, egos just get out of control. Well, and you know, I, I think a lot about a couple of other, you know, actors who have been in the public spotlight a lot throughout I don't want to say history, but throughout the last, I mean, several years who have also had well chronicled problems. I think about um, uh, Edward Furlong, who portrayed uh, young John Connor in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Mm. That movie catapulted him into the stratosphere, and he could have had a brilliant career had he not had so many legal problems and problems with substance abuse and drugs and alcohol. Hmm. And then I look at Shia LaBeouf. Remember Shia LaBeouf? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, there was a story about him recently, yeah, too. Yeah, but. He, he just got fired from a project. I don't remember which one it was, but LaBeouf at one point was on a roll. He was in Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, he had it made. Yeah. He, he was the ne- he was the next Henry Ford essentially was. for that yeah, role. He was. Yeah. His career was on a roll. And then It's he- funny. I remember that kid coming out of uh, I don't know if you remember a show called Project Greenlight. It used to I, be on HBO. I do remember that. Yes. And he did and yeah. they did a movie and and I guess it was it was Project Greenlight for people that don't know was basically backed I, I can't remember all the details, but I think it was essentially it was like an independent film that was backed by Ben Affleck, ben Affleck and, and Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Yeah, that's right. And they would pick a project mm-hmm. and then it would kind of be a behind the scenes reality show of them getting this done and then there would be yeah. a completed movie in the end right. and Shia LaBeouf mm-hmm. I think he had done some stuff at that point he yeah. wasn't a, an unknown yeah. but he came in to do this movie he got picked to do this movie that they had picked mm-hmm. and then it, it was really interesting to see this guy in action and he did I mean you saw shades you kind of saw though of both sides I'll tell you the truth though uh, Jason you saw yeah. s- uh, a shades of his brilliance and shades of his uh, craziness too at the same time 
right. in, in this thing, but you didn't just, you know, you really didn't realize what was happening. And then now yeah. that you've seen his career, you kind of put it all together. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he, he's another one. He had an, an amazing career and then it just seems to just, you know, yeah. just kind of, he's melted, but he's, he more self-destructed That's rather true. than, you know, like, Kevin, like Spacey Kevin Spacey more, more, you know, right. uh, outwardly, you know, <laughs> right, right, uh, yeah. did things allegedly to other people. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you do see these guys. I, I think it is true. Another one is funny. Uh, we were going to talk about too recently talking about people that went to the stratosphere was uh, Gary Busey. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I now, love Gary Busey. You, do you want to take a little bit of this here, this yeah, story? Absolutely. I do. All right. All right. All right, people. Okay. So, so I don't know if any of you have heard or not, but this past week, Gary Busey got himself in a little bit of hot water. Uh, and for those of you who don't know Gary Busey and you're not familiar with his work, uh, he was nominated for an Academy Award in the Buddy Holly story, portrayed Buddy Holly. He actually sang the actual music. His voice wasn't yeah. dubbed in that film. Nominated for an Oscar in that, but he was also probably better known as playing Mr. Joshua in Lethal Weapon. He was the mercenary mm. with the white hair. He was in Predator 2. He played Peter Keyes, the DEA agent who... Uh, was looking for the Predator. He was also in Point Break. Remember? Whoa. Yeah. Point Break with Keanu Point Reeves. Point Break. Cold classic. Yep. Love it. He we got to do a review on that. We will. We will. Yeah. We'll get to that one day. But anyway, what I'm saying is Gary Busey, another actor who had a great career in front of him, but had it messed up for a lot of reasons. And this past week, a story broke in the New York Post where he was charged with sex crimes at a New Jersey horror film convention. So apparently he right this this gets better. This gets better. I, well, the, the the thing I, why I'm laughing I'm not laughing at the sex crimes. I'm sorry, but uh, what I'm laughing at is is the horror. I'm like, you know, you think I think he's been in one movie kind of as in, in the horror genre. Yeah, I, it's like right. I don't see him as a big you know. I got you. Scare yeah, guy, right? right? But so, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. So yeah. Anyway, he went to this um, fan convention called Monster Mania, which was held in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and Busey, by the way, seventy eight. Uh, is facing sexual offense charges stemming from incidents at the annual convention. Now, police said that they responded to the Doubletree Hotel in Cherry Hill, where the convention was held from August 12th to 14th, on a report of um, sexual offense. And apparently, Busey was charged last Friday with two mm. counts of criminal sexual contact, one count of criminal contempt slash criminal sexual contact, didn't even know that existed wow. and one count of harassment now obviously Busey comes Busey's come out since then and has said that these accusers are just whack pots that they're just trying to gain publicity but I'm sorry Gary's recent history with substance abuse and his erratic behavior throughout the years doesn't exactly come to his defense yeah yeah but I was just reading the story Eric and much like with Kevin Spacey I just came away sad because again Gary Busey was one of my favorite character actors I love everything that this guy's been in and Point Break, Buddy Holly Story, Lethal Weapon, Predator 2. He's played some really good roles. Yeah. But to see a guy who had a great career in front of him just go out like this, and then to hear how a 78-year-old man like Busey is trying to rump on the frolic there with a couple of 16-year-olds. Yeah. Just, that's. I, I got to tell you, it's, it's tough to stomach. It, it is very sad. And, and you know, and the thing with Busey, too, is I, I remember, I, I think it was another one where I don't remember him before Buddy Holly. I mean... I remember that movie coming out, and right. Uh, right. I, I don't know if he was just like out of nowhere type of like you know an unknown at that point, yeah. or if he had maybe done some stuff. But anyway, point being here is that he seemed to kind of skyrocket because of that because he did he did a great job. I love that movie, yep. Buddy Holly. That was an that was an amazing movie, very good film, a yeah. great portrayal of of Buddy Holly. But yeah. Um, I, I was also, uh, you know, in 1988, I was looking up here, um, you know, I remember he had that motor motorcycle accident That's and I know right. he was always in drugs, yep. um, pretty heavy and he had a bad motorcycle accident. I don't think he was wearing a helmet. Nope. 
and uh, they had to do brain surgery on the guy, and he actually briefly died. Um, really? Yeah, during that during that procedure, I guess, and uh, and he came back. Um, you know, so it's like I don't know. You know, with him, you know, you kind of wonder how much is the damage that he's done with maybe the drugs and the accident and stuff. You know, and Good I'm not point. giving him a, a, a pass, but right. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it is sad to see this guy that his life has been kind of torn up, and he's never, you know, it seemed like he was kind of getting stuff together after the accident. That's when I think you know he did point break these other movies. Yeah, you know, was kind of starting restarting his career, mm-hmm. and uh, then then he's you know, and now it's just like you know, it's like you know, is he going to be known as the guy who was just uh, inappropriately grabbing people and uh, you know at at a at a scary convention. <laughs> Unfortunately, he probably will. You know? His son, by the way, is Jake Busey, who's also yes. had a fairly decent Hollywood career. Yeah, recently in yeah. Stranger Things, he That's played right. one of the reporters. I think it was yep. season four, right? Season four of Stranger Things. He, he played one of the, in the newspaper room. He's one yeah. of the uh, reporters there, yeah. One of the shady reporters, yeah. And he looks just like him. Oh, he, yeah, he's like... Gary Busey, only like 90 pounds lighter. You yeah. Know, he's I mean, he's skinnier than his dad. He, he looks a lot like his dad. I mean, he, he yeah. could do like probably the uh, biography, the movie, you know, of the his Gary dad. Gary Busey biopic? <laughs> yeah. What would it be called? Wow. I don't, yeah. Is that what it would be called? <laughs> but so, yeah, anyway, just reading that story and then Kevin Spacey's story, two of my favorite actors, I was just, and that's why I had to let you know about him because I'm just like, wow, these, these are actually. Pretty tragic and pretty big at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, and that's it. It seems like this with with the passing of of uh, Joe Tata, Joe Tata, and yeah. then these other stories. This hasn't been a good week for entertainment. It and has not. It has no. not. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, we got one more story. We got we got time for one more quick story. Oh, cool. Okay, great. Uh, another. Un- unfortunately, not necessarily a, a, a good story, an uplifting story. But it looks like Regal uh, Entertainment here is uh, might be filing for their parent company. I guess might be filing for bankruptcy, right? Yeah, I think they filed for Chapter 11 uh, protection, and uh, that doesn't bode well on a number of fronts. Uh, obviously, it's been well chronicled that ever since uh, COVID, um, the, the the film industry has taken a hit, specifically the theaters. Yeah. And of course, and we might have touched on this on a previous episode, so correct me if I'm wrong, or refresh my memory, please. But I know yeah. that, I know that the the um, the onset of the popularity of online streaming has affected movies going directly into theaters because now we're seeing a lot more films go directly to streaming platforms. Hence, Prey. Or, or open at the same time. Or open at the same time, yeah, right. Yeah. And so they're trying to kind of kill two birds with one stone here. Yeah. But it looks like uh, with Regal, uh, yeah, they filed for Chapter 11 protection. And uh, it looks like that's kind of the last leg for them in terms of whether or not if they get bought out by somebody else to save them, if they have to restructure by closing some lower performing theaters across the country. I don't know, Eric. I mean, what, yeah. what else do you know about this that well, I don't? I, you know, the, the the one thing I will say in this article, they're kind of bringing a good point. You know, and in a lot of these uh, malls and stuff and and shopping centers, you know, they have these huge theaters. What else are they going to do with oh, them? Oh, that's right. They're kind of stuck with the theater now. There's not, and it would be different if there's a lot of other. Uh, corporations you know that that would were clamoring to come in and open a theater but unfortunately because of the climate there's not so there may be a lot more people willing to work with them and they may have a little more wiggle room yeah um than than they would previously have with this kind of stuff and and like i said because of coming out of covid and i think when i read in the story too uh, this was from the uh, indiewire.com yeah talking about the the bankruptcy here uh, it was also saying that, you know, there are a lot of other theaters that have had previously, you know, filed for bankruptcy. It's kind of like a thing with the, with the theater chain. They seem to, like, file for bankruptcy, and then they come out of it somehow. They probably right? just shed the debt, yeah. and then, you know, and then start anew, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that kind of seems like a thing. But there have been some bigger chains that have survived 
that have come out uh, of that. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, it. it I really don't want to see the theater age go away in in the country. And I was really scared yeah. after COVID that that was going to happen and with the streaming straight to streaming but you know there's a couple of things that happen though jason and, yeah, and one yeah. of them like i said one of them is that they're kind of stuck with these big theaters yeah. you know and what else are they going to do with these spaces there's really nothing else you can repurpose these spaces for nope. you know uh, the other thing too to think about is look how good uh, uh maverick top gun maverick did oh, i mean right. it is it i think it passed titanic and i think there was a couple other uh, on the list that it passed recently as far as making money in the theater it outgrossed avatar Avatar, yeah, was previously a big one. So, um, so you know, there's still hope there. I mean, I, I think you know Hollywood is seeing that. Listen, when it does something very well, yes, people are still going to go see it. Yeah, I and, agree. And you don't have to stream it immediately. And and I think the streaming thing is also the other point of that is I think streaming is kind of dying out a little bit. You know, people are kind of getting. It's like okay, COVID's over. People are getting back to kind of a regular life, going out and doing things, and they don't want to just yep. be sitting at home in front of the TV anymore. Right. Right. You know, I mean, some people do, some don't. It is convenient. At the same time, they still want that theater experience. Right. Exactly. I watched Top Gun in the theater. Top Gun Maverick, I loved it. So did I. I loved yep. it. Yep. You know, so, did so I. I agree. So I think those are some some positive signs uh, there for. I hope for so. That. Yeah. I hope so, so. Yeah. So anyway, hey, uh, where's the music? There we go. There I knew it's somewhere there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let me down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew it was there. But hey, uh, thank you guys for listening. That's all the time we have for this week. And don't forget to like us and follow us. And, uh, yeah, let us know if we're factually wrong on anything, and we'll correct it. <laughs> I'm fact-checking. Five <laughs> right. stars is always the correct number of stars for the show. Please That's review right. it. It helps us out. All right, guys, thanks. Take care. God bless. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.